Nanora and I'm Bettina and you're listening to NRI Woman the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. Life is about choices and the choices we make as teenagers affect our lives in the years to come. For most life turns out okay and we don't look back with major regrets. For some though those choices can turn to regrets that stay for a long time sometimes even a lifetime. Joining us in our conversation today is Rachna Nath, a biologist, a teacher, and a student who's pursuing her PhD. She chats with us about a choice she made as a teenager that changed her life, helps us understand why teenagers make impulsive decisions and how it has formed the person she has become. But we'll get to that choice as a teenager a bit later in the show. She made another choice, one that's so common in our Indian culture. choosing a life partner via arranged marriage i was doing my uh pre-doctoral research back in india after i'd completed my masters and my parents were looking for a prospective groom so it so happened that one of our friends daughter lives in the us so when their uh, parents came to visit the daughter here they met my would be prospective husband and that's how actually we came to know that this guy is here in Phoenix so the very first meeting my mother-in-law would be mother-in-law and my would be brother-in-law came to see me and my parents so and then at that point uh, they did not have a picture of their son who was supposed to be married to me so i was a little bit disappointed because they are they are meeting me face to face but then i should also know what their son looks like i first talked to my husband on november 20th 2002 and i just kept on taking talking and i think probably the first time we talked over an hour and a half and since then it was uh, phone calls and chats and for chat rooms we did not have a laptop so we i used to take a 15 minute bus ride to the nearest cafe chat with him because we were one and a half 11 and a half hours ahead um time so he would fix a time i would go using um riding a bus chat for half an hour come back so that was basically the extent of our interaction and i physically actually saw my husband only 3 days before my marriage so that was a huge deal uh, so a lot of my friends commented are you crazy and it was i like i said it's still leap of faith this had to happen and it just one after the other i did not have any second thoughts about it i guess he did not have any second thoughts about getting married to me rachna was married within a few months since she first spoke to her prospective husband and then moved from guwahati a beautiful city in the eastern part of india to phoenix arizona in the united states And did the reality of living life in a new city and country match her expectations? Because it was hard because I'd never expected to not work. I never expected because I am not a kind of a person who would just sit at home and do nothing. I was looking for jobs literally every day of my life but did not have a work permit but I knew that work permit is in the works but at that point I still tried to get out of the house and I did not know how to drive in the US I drove in India but left and right hand driving was a problem but I did get my license started driving here and that actually relieved some some amount of stress because I was able to go to the grocery shops without his help and I was not a kind of person that I would like to you know uh depend on my husband a lot and there are always trial and errors everywhere so no it did not match my reality 
I, I thought life would be a lot better coming from India, having no restrictions at all, you know, and then all of a sudden you get thrown into a situation where you are in charge of a home, which I always stayed with my mom and my dad. It was strange. It was very, very strange. Rachna had a master's degree in entomology or insect science. And despite sending out 10 to 15 resumes a day, she couldn't find a job. She changed her credentials to a bachelor's instead of a master's and still couldn't find anything. And so she decided she had to try a different approach. So I then decided, okay, now I have to apply for whatever I can get in and get myself out there. That actually was, I think, when I think back now, my first push was myself, me, me getting out there personally and not waiting for things and opportunities to come to me. So I applied for this volunteer job and then I ended up volunteering at the hospital in the surgical unit where families of patients would sit and wait for the surgery to be over. So my job there was to communicate between the surgical room with the nurses and communicate to the family members how long the surgery is going to take, how is it going, just to calm the people down, calm the members down. Also, I was um, working at the emergency room and I, I worked for around two, two and a half months and then one of the ladies that I usually would see just walk past by, she came up to me and asked me, do you want a job? And I was shocked because, I, and I told her, I did not apply for a job. And she and she literally, I remember that, she told me, I've been watching you for the past two months and I would like you to take this job. And I still did not know what the job was. And then she said, okay, it's a cashier, a job at the cafeteria in the hospital. It took me a second to say yes to her. And then that job not only entailed serving lunches to the people, but also cleaning floors and tables during where the cafeteria is closed. But I, I took it as a learning experience. So that was my first job ever. And I'm going to be so much ever thankful to this lady to give me the job. And that's that was how what it started. And so... After almost a year of looking for a job, Rachna had a paid job. And what was it about Rachna that stood out for the lady to come forward and offer her a job? And I said hello, good morning to literally everybody. So even if nobody knew my name, they knew me as the girl who is always smiling and always saying good morning to everybody. So just how, hi, how are you? And I used to take the initiative, always. Even now, I take initiative. Even if I don't know somebody, hi, how are you? That's my first response, you know? I mean, those, those people who do not care about me, they don't respond. And I take it in a stride that, oh, at least I tried. Or... If not, if they are friendly as I am, they will they will say, hi, how are you? And then we will start a conversation. I have actually made a lot of friends that way. You cannot be a stranger in a room full of people and just hope that somebody is going to come and talk to you if you don't make the first call. So, yeah, and, and I don't remember her ever talking to me before that day. And just, hi, hello. Other than that, nothing more. Because she would be walking to wherever she was going and I never saw where she was going because I would usually be in one of the stations working so yeah I know she never talked to me before that and I for one because I was so frustrated looking for a job at the point for almost a year that I was really happy that she said do you want a job and how did she feel about doing a job that didn't match her qualifications 
and, and I sincerely feel there is no shame in doing any kind of work at all as long as it's providing you with the satisfaction that I am doing something you know and it doesn't have to be for money it and who cares I am ha- I'm happy so I was really happy when she offered me the job and I'm like but I did not ask for how much she's going to pay me or anything I just signed the papers because that was my first job that was my first opportunity here and from that opportunity came many more Rashna got a job as a part-time faculty with the community college which was perfect for her as it gave her the flexibility to work the days and times that suited her needs so she could be around her kids as they were growing up but there was an added advantage of being an adjunct faculty she was able to stay in touch and build up on her content knowledge she pursued this for about 10 years and then decided she wanted to do more Rachna did not wait for opportunities to come to her this time again she put herself out there and took whatever she got She started off on some small project at the USDA where she met another professor who introduced her to the Honey Bee Lab at the Arizona State University. She continued working at the community college and USDA while volunteering at the Bee Lab where she learned about beekeeping. She also used the opportunity to interact with other undergraduate students at ASU and learn from them. All of this was leading to one goal Rachna had in mind, to complete her PhD and become a doctor. The next step towards achieving that goal was to get into the lab of an ASU professor. I was also corresponding with a lot of ASU professors to get me into their labs. And again, I did the exact same thing one day. I printed a couple of four or five resumes and I I went to the main department and I just handed out resumes to five or six professors and I, I, I what I literally did was put a face to my application because most of the applications it's a name and a bunch of words. Nowadays there are softwares that people look for appropriate words and then they hire people based on what they had written in their resume but i think the most successful of all the ventures that i had was putting a face to my application so that's my first step i would go in put the application down and uh talk to them a few things and uh, once i come home i always remembered to write a letter of thanks you know thank you for giving me your time it was wonderful knowing you and very very short how the thing went and then i would keep in touch Rachna had the credentials to get into the lab but it was that combined with Rachna's enterprising attitude that got her into the very prestigious life science department of the Arizona State University and on her path to completing her PhD it was going really well but again as like luck, luck would have it in 2015 our professor called all of our three grad students at the time to the to his office and said he's leaving he's leaving ASU so he got a job in germany and he says you guys have a week to decide what you want to do and but i'm off so having come back to school after 13 years of my first masters and at a point where i was almost getting my phd my dream and for this to happen was earth-shattering to me uh, it was very hurtful i had struggled a lot and i actually wanted to be a doctor never happened because of my stupid foolishness that stupid foolishness that rachna is referring to is the choice she made in her teens I had a boyfriend when I was in school. So one day we had a discussion me and my boyfriend saying, "Okay, our medical entrance is coming up. So if both of us become doctors, it's going to be a bad life. Both of us will be super busy, you know." And then I literally decided to flunk my medical exam. I did not flunk it. I got in the waiting list, but not 
good enough to get into a medical degree. And then my parents, because my parents knew I was brilliant. I was a, I was very smart and I can get in anywhere I wanted. But my decision and my frontal lobe not functioning properly, I gave into that compulsion about the thought that if I get married to this person, and I was with him for only a year at that point. And again, this whole concept comes back to being an Indian girl, you know, with an Indian mentality as to you always try to satisfy the other person and thinking about our future where we did not even know we were going to have a future i compromised on my career at that point which was my biggest 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 regret you know and uh so that's long story short that's the reason why i did not become a doctor <laughs> but at this point almost 20 years this thing happened again to me like okay now i cannot get a doctorship because my professor left me with a decision to make within a week so what should i do so i changed into my second master's but i have to tell you i will go back i don't know when i don't know how but i will if not for that choice to compromise at the medical entrance exam she may have been a doctor today she knows it cannot be undone, but that hasn't stopped her from pursuing her dream to complete her PhD and become Dr. Rachnanath. As a biologist, she now understands why she made that choice. That things we do when we are in our early teens and early 20s is the decisions we take because our frontal lobe is not completely developed at the yet. But the frontal lobe of the brain is the part of the brain that helps you process information and seek out what is danger what is not danger so at that point our frontal lobes are not developed yet so we take rash decisions we make stupid mistakes we can all look back to our teen years and cringe at some of the decisions we've taken excelling at academics does not mean a teen or young adult will excel at good judgment either the fact is the frontal lobes or the rational parts have not yet developed completely until one is 25 in fact, research has found that adult and teen brains work very differently. Adults think with the brain's rational part that responds to situations with good judgments and an awareness of long-term consequences. Teens, on the other hand, process information with the emotional part. And this choice as a teenager has shaped Rachna's life in more ways than one. Her life philosophy now is... I would say that do your best in whatever you're doing with pride and dignity and do not let anyone or any circumstances bully you down because that that is my motto that is my principle and I have had numerous instances where people have said oh you cannot do it huh what do they know yes you can yes I can so I I feel that when I first joined the cashier's job. A lot of my friends back in India said, what? You're cleaning tables? You have a master's degree. Why do you have to clean tables? And no, that was not the part of the thing that I looked into it. I looked at it with a positive attitude. Like, okay, whatever. How do I clean my table at home. How is it different from cleaning the tables here? I'm just getting to learn so much from this whole hospital environment. So I always took it with a positive attitude, you know? So that's, that's what I think my philosophy is to do whatever you are doing with pride and dignity and just don't let anybody bully you. Rachna has an almost teenage daughter and she knows poor choices are part of becoming an adult. But she hopes to protect her daughter by helping her make the right choices. Of course, I'm not telling her about 
my stupid decisions right now but just trying to imply that if at a certain point you feel that somebody is pressurizing you to change what you think is right for yourself that person is not right for you you need to keep your mind straight and concentrate and realize that your career and your parents are first in line your parents are never going to think bad about you but you need to listen to them and get your career set schools first when you are going to be in relationships but pick the right one for you and how do you know what the right one is a person does not demean you there should be a balance means because if anything happens that bashes their dignity that relationship is not worth living because it's not who you are and any person who tries to change you is not the person you want to be with i agree betu my daughter is almost 15 and every day we encourage her to do her best and to share with us any issues questions or concerns she may have we know she shares what she wants to and doesn't if she doesn't want to so we just kind of reinforce to her regularly that we're always here for her we support her to make her smart choices and we will always have her back no matter what we talk about things in the news and on tv so that she may learn from other experiences and mistakes to help her guide her choices in future rachna may not be a doctor yet but we have no doubt that she's going to achieve her dream as she has an excellent example in her own parents i never grew up in a society with my parents saying telling me that no you are a girl don't do this but i know that that's not true for my cousins i know it's not true for my cousins daughters because of the mindset because my mom was the second batch of women engineers that graduated from all over the world so and my dad i saw my dad supporting her like crazy my dad was also highly qualified but then he never stopped my mom to go to the netherlands in 1983 leaving their one year old son which was which is my brother with for my father to take care of so i've grown up in that kind of household where when i was doing my bachelor's finals my parents both being engineers my mom's an engineer my dad is equally qualified he got into a master's degree then they actually passed law degree when i was doing my bachelor's so they are professionals as well as lawyers and i tell my mom mom it's so not fair to put so much expectations on your kids because the more you guys are studying you're putting more pressure on us but no i look up to them my family is my life i remember my dad telling me oh you could not finish your phd it's okay you're going i know you're going to go back one day so his you know this that he believes in me this whole belief factor that and it's it's a huge encouragement as the teacher w e b du bois said children learn more from what you are than what you teach Rachna's parents have led by example and Rachna is doing the same for her children. Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. If you like the show please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us as it helps other people find us. If you'd like to get in touch with us please email us at hello@nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri_woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website www.nriwoman.com. I'm Bettina and I'm Nanora. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring and be kind. Next week on NRI Women, 
we have to learn emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence just says one thing you are the source of your happiness your happiness does not lie outside of you nobody else can make you happy it's only you yourself because we are all answerable for our karmas our deeds our thoughts new episodes come out every monday make sure you subscribe